Level up your life experience with the right books, workshops, foods, and other hot new trends. Learn about new products and how they fit into your lifestyle as well as your budget. Follow me, Maya, an adventurous millennial, as I use a holistic approach to personal development and self-improvement, all with the goal of helping you improve your mind, body, and spirit. Let's take a personal journey into the unknown as I try things so you don't have to. Welcome to another episode of Mystical Maya. This one is going to be so much fun because this episode is dedicated to Whole30. Now, if you've done Whole30 before, you know everything it's a little, everything that it's about. But if you've never done it before, it's probably a little bit mysterious because it's so different than many of the other diets and lifestyles out there. But before we dive into what it is, I want to introduce the guest for today, Caroline Fossil. So Caroline is a CEO of the health and wellness site, All of You Whole, and soon-to-be cookbook author, Amazing. She creates clean recipes and creates resources to help you live with vitality and longevity. She also owns Caroline Fossil Co., where she helps entrepreneurs and hopeful entrepreneurs build their dreams and businesses. Right now, she lives in Denver, Colorado with her husband, Chaz, and two kiddos, Ella and Owen. So welcome, Caroline. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, Maya. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, so you are kind of like an expert on Whole30, aren't you? (laughs) Yes. I guess doing it nine times makes you an expert, so I think so. Wow, nine. (laughs) That's so many. A lot. I kind of started losing track, but I think it's nine. Okay. Is this something that you do every year? I did it every January for a long time, but really part of the hope of the program is that your lifestyle starts to kind of merge with a whole 30 that's just 30 days. And then I've kind of gotten to a point where I don't feel like I really need to do it as frequently. So I feel like the frequency has decreased a bit, but also I think that's kind of the goal. That's really awesome. And that makes so much sense. So right now I'm doing Whole30 as well. And this is my second time doing Whole30. I first did it about two years ago and felt really good on it. But what I did not do was reintroduce the foods according to the process that they recommend, which I definitely want to get into later. But even without that, once I had done the research, I knew all of the brands. Like I knew which products didn't have added sugars in them, which ones didn't have like MSG or like additives and could stay away from all that stuff, which is really nice for just day-to-day cooking and eating. Oh, for sure. Especially like I think healthy fats and the fats that are allowed on the Whole30 program are just such a foundational change that you can make in your kitchen while you're cooking. And it's so, so much better for your health. And those sauces that are just easy to incorporate and easy to make that switch. There's so many things that you can just continue doing in your day-to-day life for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. And making your own sauces, I think is like, I never would have guessed that Whole30, that would have been one of the biggest benefits. But you realize you can't buy anything at the store because there's added sugar in it. And so you have to make your own. Yep. I mean, I will say making your own is definitely the tastiest way (laughs) 
to do Whole30, but there are so, so many more brands out there making salad dressings and barbecue sauces and condiments and, you know, dressings. I mean, there's just so much out there that wasn't out there when I did my first Whole30. So I feel like I have this gratitude to my favorite brands because in June of 2014, when I did my first Whole30, there was literally nothing, like not a single option. And so making your own everything was the only way. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. Okay. So you are like a whole 30 vet. Like you could say back in my day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back in 2014 was our first one ever. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Well, so for anyone who's listening, who doesn't know what whole 30 is, they're probably a little bit confused on what we're going on about talking about added sugars sure. and things yeah, like that. Totally. So can you explain a little bit about what whole 30 is for everyone? Sure. So the Whole30 program is really just a 30-day health reset. So it comes down to eating real food. So you're eating meat, seafood, eggs, vegetables, fruit, healthy fats, and then also things like herbs, spices, and seasonings. But then you're also not eating sugar, alcohol, grains, a lot of forms of legumes, dairy, some of those additives that you mentioned. And then also there's this, like you want to be eating real food. So you're not going to eat any junk foods or treats or like don't make your own pancakes, even if it's approved ingredients. And then the last component is really just that you don't step on the scale or take any body measurements for 30 days. So that's kind of covers a little bit of the do's and don'ts. And then just like you mentioned at the end of those 30 days, you reintroduce food groups one at a time because the true purpose of this is not just to feel better, but also to figure out long-term which foods work for your body and which don't. Yeah, I love that. I love that that really is what makes Whole30 different and less of a diet. You know, diet has so many connotations to it where you feel like you're always like you're trying to lose weight all the time or maybe you're trying to gain weight all the time or even maintain, but it just adds that extra pressure. And the Whole30 really doesn't feel like a diet in the way the other diet programs do because it is teaching you to eat healthier and maybe you will gain weight, maybe, or maybe you will lose weight, maybe you won't. But the fact that that's not the purpose and it it really removes so much stress. Agreed. Totally agreed. Yeah. In fact, I always joke that I'm probably the only person I know who was able to gain weight on Whole30 because (laughs) that was when I discovered almond butter for the first time. And oh my goodness. Yeah. I went hard on the almond butter. (laughs) Yeah. Just wait till you find cashew butter. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Don't even tell me that. Okay. (laughs) I will refrain. I'm almost through this next whole 30 period. So I will refrain until the next time. And yeah, that way, maybe that'll help (laughs) save me a little bit. Yeah. So now that we know what Whole30 consists of, and you've already mentioned that you have some of your favorite brands, can you tell us a few of those brands? And like when you were first starting Whole30, you know, that stuff didn't really exist. Were you alone when you did it? How how did you feel like starting this whole different lifestyle? Oh, man. So yeah, jumping back to June of 2014, I mean, it really came about because my daughter was a little over one year old. And I had this like nutritional crisis because we were basically vegan before that. So we had this like other really extreme way of living. And then my daughter, you know, when she started eating solid foods, you know, at first it's just like peas and it's fruits and vegetables. But then once we started like really feeling, feeding her real food, 
it just like hit me. Like, is this the best way for me to feed my child? And obviously that's a very personal choice, but for us, it just made me do a complete deep dive into nutrition and health and wellness. And so I had heard rumblings of the paleo diet. And so I read, it starts with food, which is the very first book from whole 30. And that was actually the only book that was out in May of 2014. So I read that. And then we seriously just dove straight in like V Vegan one day, whole 30 the next. So that was crazy because I actually didn't even really like meat. So I probably wouldn't recommend as intense of a transition as that, <laughs> just going straight into it one day, but we did. And you did the opposite of quitting cold turkey. Oh, it was nuts. Yeah. It was- <laughs> It was so hard because you really need a significant amount of protein and a significant amount of fat to really make it work. And because I didn't even like meat, I just wasn't eating enough protein. So it was really, really, that was definitely my hardest Whole30 ever. And then since then, we really haven't gone back. We have a mostly paleo diet now, but at that time, your question, just like, what was that like? My husband did that Whole30 with me. So that was really helpful. I think I'm a huge proponent of having a buddy. I think having an accountability buddy that you can kind of share your struggles and your successes with is really important. So he did that one with me. And then in July, I launched my blog. And it's just the rest is history, really. That's awesome. Yeah. And you have a very popular blog and Instagram page. And you yourself like run support groups. For people yes. doing health ready, correct? Yeah. It's just my favorite. And I honestly, I offer them for free. I just love helping. I feel like I've kind of figured a lot of this out. And so if I can just offer that as just a resource for my community, why not? You know? That's amazing. So what are some tips that you give beginners to Whole30? Oh, man. There are so many tips. But One of the big things is get as much of the unapproved food out of the house as possible. Like if you have these things, these habits that are just ingrained in your body, like I'm stressed out, I'm going to grab a bag of potato chips. If that's ingrained in your body, you got to get that out of the house. So just make it as easy as possible for yourself and take as much out of the house as possible. So I will say the caveat to this is if you have a room or if you have like teenage kids who aren't going to do it with you or a spouse who's not going to do it with you or whatever it is, I would say put that food that's going to be just their food, put it in like a cute little basket and put it at the top of your pantry where you're just not even seeing it. So that's my first tip. And then my second tip is just to always have some sort of option available for yourself. So In order to make this possible, I tell people to prep one afternoon in the weekend so you have enough food. You know what you're eating that week, and then you always have something that you can eat. Like I feel like the worst part, and the times I've seen people fail with Whole30 is when you open the fridge or you open the pantry and there's just no options and you're starving. (laughs) That is the point that you're going to be like, you know, screw it. I'm just going to eat the food that's here or I'm going to eat something that's unapproved. When you're so hungry, you're just like not thinking clearly. So just try to have options available at all times. And similarly, my last tip is to just keep emergency food on you at all times. So if you're in the car or if you're going to run errands or you're going to be out all day, like 
first of all, bring your meals with you if you can. And then second of all, if you don't need a whole meal, bring some nut butter packets, bring some meat sticks, have some like fizzy water in cans that you know you can eat. Just like have stuff with you so that you're not running into that same situation where you open the fridge and there's nothing. Like you don't want to be out and about you thought you were going to be home at 12. You end up, you're still in the car at three and you're just dying. <laughs> like, you oh yeah. No one wants to be hangry. I mean, yeah. No one wants to be around a hangry person either. <laughs> oh my gosh. Especially when you're on Whole30. Like you just don't want to have, you don't want to turn to the ease of like driving through Taco Bell to get a snack. Like you want to have options with you. So really preparedness is a huge part of the Whole30. That's such a good point. So I've never been a big drive through person. I was very lucky that that was never a habit of mine. But I convinced my roommate to do Whole30 with me this time. And for her, you know, she would go to work early in the morning. And so it was just so easy for her to pick up breakfast on the way. And then on the way back, she was probably hungry. So she would grab something else then. And so for her, she's stopped that entirely. And she's so much happier. And she's saving a lot of money. Saving money and time. It's so much cheaper. It's funny because people think Whole30 can be more expensive. So if you are eating really cheap foods and you're making it yourself, yes, Whole30 is going to be more expensive. But if you have a Starbucks addiction that you go every day, if you're (laughs) eating lunch out, breakfast out, dinner out, I mean, Whole30 actually is cheaper than eating out for sure. Yeah, I agree, especially when you can make these meals in bulk. And that's how I think most of the meals are created. Like people know that you can't always cook every single day. So they're planned to be a little bit larger so you have leftovers, which is great. Who doesn't love leftovers? I know. I personally do. (laughs) Yeah. No, they're one of my favorite things. I love like every week just like making their big pot of soup. It's a little cold right now, so soup is great. Or even just like making sure I have all the produce stocked up. So I just make some like batch chicken and then we'll just eat that different ways throughout the week. It's so easy. It's so, so easy. Yeah. Actually, speaking of easy, when I was first looking at the Whole30 blog on their official website, something stuck out to me, which was they commented that Whole30 is not hard. And they said things like losing your job is hard. You know, having to like move to a new house or being displaced is hard, but like not having grains for 30 days isn't really hard. Totally. Yeah. It's funny because that was like this whole tough love mantra was huge in It Starts With Food, which is the first book. They've kind of like done some edits to this to bring itself in the blow a little bit. But the truth is still remains that you can do this. Like, I think that's the point. Like, you might be going through hard things, and Whole30, honestly, might be enough of a transition that it is really, really hard for you. But the bottom line is, you can do it. (laughs) Yes, you can. Yeah. You're still getting to eat. You're not really restricting any calories or anything like that. So you still get to be very full on Whole30, which is awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that's one of the things that really differentiates it. You're not pulling out my fitness pal. You're not tracking what you eat. You're not tracking your macros. I mean, the core of it is just eating good, real food. And I think that's why people are so successful with it. Yeah, that's so awesome. So when someone's doing Whole30 for the first time, you know, 
a lot of people, especially coming from an American diet, which is filled with a lot of things that you're not supposed to have in Whole30, your body will go through some changes. And you going from vegan to Whole30, like suddenly, how did you feel and how can people expect to feel for the first maybe week or two of Whole30? Yeah. So I actually have a blog post that's the Whole30 timeline in pictures. It has... It has become the most popular blog post on my entire site because I took pictures of how you should expect to feel and I look terrible on purpose. (laughs) And so that's a great resource to just be tracking like what to expect. I think knowing what to expect makes it easier because you don't feel like you're insane. You feel like, okay, this is part of the process. But that first week can be a big struggle. And I really encourage people to push through those first seven, 10 days because there are so many benefits, which I think we'll talk about. But that first week, really, we eat so, so many carbs on the standard American diet. Just all meat, all meals are mostly carbs. And so with, you know, we're not counting macros on Whole30, but just naturally, you're going to be eating so much less carbs. And so your body is really learning how to use fat as fuel. And that transition is rough. So you can feel exhausted. There's a phase where you want to kill all the things. You can feel (laughs) angry. That is, it sounds bizarre, but that can be really normal. But there are just so many benefits if you can push through that first week or that first 10 days. Yeah, I remember the first time I did it, I was probably a little bit more cranky and sleepy during those first five to 10 days. And then it wasn't until I had like kind of crossed over that hump that I realized how great I felt. And it was like, whoa, I felt terrible then. But even in the moment, I didn't realize how bad I felt, which is kind of nice because then you don't realize how terrible you feel until after it's over. Sure. But also the crazy thing is a lot of people don't realize that their quote unquote normal, like all day, every day, isn't what it has to be. Like, I think a lot of people feel pretty terrible and they don't realize until they do the whole 30, what, like what you actually can feel like. Yeah, so that's one of the main benefits of Whole30, you know, figuring out what good feels like and then figuring out how to maintain those good feelings. Can you tell us some of the other benefits of Whole30? Sure. So there are so many benefits of Whole30. And I think what's really fun is each individual person benefits differently, but some of the benefits include improved digestion, improved mental clarity, and just focus better mood, less headaches. I've had a lot of people that struggle with migraines. They do the whole 30 and they go away altogether. You have way more energy. We call it tiger blood. (laughs) A lot of people experience lower inflammation. And then that also helps with those headaches. It also helps with pain throughout your body and joint pain. It can actually clear up your allergies that you might attribute to seasonal allergies, but they might be food allergies and that histamine response. People have much clearer skin. You have decreased food cravings. And then a lot of people are able to just sleep way deeper so they can fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. So I know that's a ton of benefits. And honestly, the list goes on. Like, I don't even feel like that's a complete list. 
That's amazing. And I mean, it just sounds like a very like healthy way of life. Everything you said, I was thinking, yeah, I want that. Oh, I want that too. Like, how nice would that be? Like being able to go to sleep and stay asleep and get lots of sleep. Yeah. Sign me up, please. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I think what I'm most excited about doing Whole30 this time is learning what I am like resistant to, if not allergic to. There was a period where I was just doing all of these tests. I just felt like there was something wrong with my body and I wasn't sure what it was. So I was getting all these tests done from like hormone tests and just physicals. And one of the things I went to do was allergy tests. And I did not know it at the time, but the allergy test I was doing like in a doctor's office, it was just for inflammation and for like anaphylactic shock. So it really was not able to address what's going on within your GI tract or anything like that. So if anyone who's listening thinks that they want to go get an allergy test at a doctor's, make sure you know and they know what you're looking for and that it's going to be like testing the right things. Because immediately when I showed up, the doctor said, oh, we don't really do that, but you're here and you've paid hundreds of dollars. So why don't you stick it out? (laughs) Okay. So yeah. So Whole30, you cut all these foods out to reset your body and then you start bringing them back in slowly, correct? Yes. So during the reintroduction phase, you're really just going to reintroduce these food groups you haven't been eating one at a time. So there are some optional reintroduction things that you can reintroduce like sugar and then gluten-free alcohols, but then you introduce legumes and non-gluten grains and dairy and gluten grains. So they're kind of in order from least likely to wreak havoc on your system to most likely to wreak havoc on your system. And then also the important thing to note about the reintroduction is you're keeping everything Whole30 except for that food group on that one day. So you're reintroducing that one food group on, let's say, day 31. Days 32 and 33, you're back to Whole30. And then 34, same thing. You reintroduce one thing. So it's like a really methodical process. And honestly, way too many people skip it. And I'm a huge, huge proponent of the reintroduction being like a completely critical part of the Whole30. Because what's the point? of removing all of these foods for 30 days. And then no lie, it's so funny. The one thing everyone wants to do is drink beer and eat pizza on day 31. Like if I could count, like if I could get paid for every person that just ate pizza on day 31, I'd be a rich woman. So the thing is, especially when you're eating multiple food groups at the same time, you just don't know what to attribute your symptoms to. And so if you're eating pizza on day 31, and then you have a massive migraine. Was it the gluten? Was it the sugar? Was it the additives in the pepperoni? Like you just have no idea. And so it's just worth it to hold out a couple more weeks, keep the whole 30 the same, except for the reintroduction food groups. And I mean, it's the only way to do it in my mind. Right. Cause then you don't have to do whole 30 all over again. Like me. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is very tempting after depriving yourself of all those like good foods or what we think is good food and then being able to be told, oh, okay, I can kind of have it. But I feel like they should rename it from Whole30 to like Whole45. 
Man, I know. It's like actually, you know, on day 28, it's like, is 28 as good as 30? That's kind of how you're feeling. But I think the same is true with like day 30. It's like, oh, day 30. Well, I'm done. It's like, no, the work (laughs) is like really just getting good. You're really about to figure out the kinds of things that work for you and the foods that don't. Yeah. And what's so interesting is I think that it is a great way to kick a habit. Yes. My friend, she started in the end of December. And so she's now done and she's reintroducing things. And she had bread for the first time in 30 days or over 30 days. And she's like, I am not as big a fan of bread as I thought I was. Sure. That's great. Like, I know many people be like, wow, if I could just stop eating some bread, like my mom. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well, is there any like final tip or piece of advice for people who really want to try out Whole30 but aren't sure if it's for them or not or a little bit nervous about all of this like prep work and planning that goes into it? Yes. I mean, I would say my final takeaways are two things. So the person who wants to do it, I would say go for it, right? You are worth investing your time, your money, and your energy into. And really, we only have one life and one body. So we really just need to start acting like it. And when you're in a healthy state, which the Whole30 helps you get there, you can love yourself and you can love those around you so much more. So it's really worth investing your time, money, and energy into making yourself the healthiest version of you that you can be. I'm just clearly so passionate about that. And then the other thing I want to leave everyone with is you mentioned going to get an allergy test, which I can completely see why you would feel the need to do that. So one thing that I've learned in the last year for myself personally on my health and wellness journey is that you can have not a histamine response, which is what you are going to test, but your body can have an immune response to any food because of things like leaky gut, the food getting into your bloodstream, your body can attack that food molecule just like it is a cold or a virus. And so I just want to leave you with, if you do the Whole30 and that's not enough to get to the root of your health issues, I would absolutely recommend seeing a functional medicine doctor and doing a food sensitivity test. So that food sensitivity test is going to tell you which foods your body has an immune response to and how severe that response is. And let me just give you a story of myself and why this was so important for me. I did a food sensitivity test exactly six months ago, and I found out almonds, eggs, and green beans were on my red list, meaning I had a really severe response to those things. Okay. Well, even eating a paleo lifestyle, like almonds, eggs, and green beans, those are healthy foods, right? Those are whole 30 compliant foods. Well, the thing that's so important is bio-individuality. And so for me, those aren't great foods right this second. So I've been working to heal my gut. I have been avoiding foods that I have food sensitivity issues with. And then the end goal is that eventually I can reintroduce these foods. But right now they're not great for my body. So 
you could do an entire Whole30 and if you're still feeling like I have digestive issues, I have I have some other issues, I'm still feeling a lot of inflammation in my body, it could be these healthy foods that aren't working for your body right now. So that's my recommendation for you, Maya. That's probably the test that you are looking for. And also for anyone else who feels discouraged at the end of a Whole30, it's a Whole30 is just a tool in your basket, you know, that to get to a healthier lifestyle. And there are so many additional tools available for you. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Don't give up hope. You'll figure it out. And that's a great piece of advice. I will definitely look into finding a functional doctor to work with me through some of those because yeah, it might be something like almonds, which the thought makes me sad because again, almond butter. (laughs) Yeah. Almond butter is so good. Yes. But also I really loved what you said too about taking care of yourself. And we talk about self-love a lot and like, you know, treating yourself, taking that day to pamper yourself and, you know, food and your diet is one of the best ways to take care of yourself. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, And once you really have, once you feel good, then you can start showing up for other people. And I think that's what most of us want to do is we want to be there to help and support others. So that's awesome. That's what you're doing. And that's what you're doing with your blog and with your page and with your support groups and your new business with the entrepreneurs and helping them too, which is awesome. So this is with us today. Yes. Thank you so much. And happy Whole30ing, everyone. All right. Bye, everyone. If you would like to listen to more episodes of Mystical Maya, you can find them at pinkkangaroo.com. And I'll see you next time.